Do you need a landscaping job tackled? Keen Landscaping is a family-owned and operated full-service landscaping company based in Dallas, Texas. Anything from property restoration and tree pruning or removal to landscape design, construction, and installation, Keen covers it all. They're also the official landscape company of the Dallas Stars. Learn more at KeenLandscaping.com. Again, that's K-E-A-N-E Landscaping.com. Welcome to Parker's MMA Show. If you want to learn about all things going down in the fight world, you've come to the right place. Each episode, your host, Parker Keen, will take a deeper dive into the always entertaining world of sanctioned fist fighting. Now here's your host, Parker Keen. All right, we are here, Parker's MMA Show, episode 62. Uh, this week, we are interviewing Aaron Jeffrey. Aaron is the top uh, middleweight prospect out of Canada. He is fighting for the CFFC middleweight title on March 12th. And uh, very, very excited to talk to him. He's uh, a prospect who I've been following for a long time. So uh, let's get right into it. Aaron, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Aaron. So we'll jump right in. Um, we wanted to talk kind of about the early days. Um, you know, what was it like growing up and where you grew up in Canada and kind of what sports were you involved with um, in your youth? And then we'll work to how you kind of eventually made the transition to MMA. Cool. Um, you want me to list that stuff off right now and just get into it? Um, yeah, so I grew up uh, in a super small town, uh, Tilsonburg, Ontario. Uh, um, it's about two hours outside of uh, Toronto. Um, just like a, a lot of farmland. All my buddies are farmers. Um, not a whole lot to do, really, other than like drink beers and party on the weekends. That's pretty much what everyone does. Um, I have an older brother and he was into MMA growing up and he was always watching the fights and stuff. Um, and we found like a, a little shitty, like kickboxing and jujitsu gym in Tilsonburg. And I started training there with him. Um, and then I moved away to, uh, to a bigger city for school and found a better gym and just stuck with it. One day the coach asked me if I wanted to have a fight and I had never even considered it, but, uh, I said yes. And I loved it. And here we are 10 years later. Very nice. So, um, what about your brother? Did he ever get into fighting, you know, at the amateur level or professionally, or did he no, just like to train no, and never, watch? Uh, one night he was, uh, drinking and partying and he fell off a balcony and smacked his head pretty good. So, uh, that ended his, uh, fighting career. He had like a bad concussion and stuff. So oh, we just wow. don't want to fuck around with that, you know? Yeah. You definitely don't roll the dice with that. All right. So, uh, let's move forward to your amateur career. Um, it looks like you had a pretty extensive amateur career. What was kind of the point where you decided mentally that, you know, hey, yes, I'm ready to pursue this professionally? And kind of what what were you doing at the time? Were you training full time? Did you have other jobs or what was no, kind of the no, I, behind that? I was pretty young. So I think uh, I think when I went pro, I was actually in school, still at university. Um, I went to Brock University and I studied medical sciences. So I was doing that and I was training and I think I was working a, a part-time job too. So that was uh, a hectic lifestyle. For sure. All right, Billy. So Aaron, obviously you turn pro, you have your first seven pro fights are in six different promotions. Mm -hmm. Any reason why you were bouncing around so much, taking fights kind of all over the place, all these different, all these different promotions trying to 
snap you up? Um, not really. I mean, uh, like being in Canada, there's not any Canadian promotion, so we don't have any access to that kind of stuff here. We didn't at the time. There's there's a couple now. Um, so it's kind of just like which which promotions are willing to pay the Canadian guys to to drive or fly down or whatever. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So my coach at the time had connections with like a, a few different places. So um, it worked out for us. Like I know a lot of Canadian guys that had struggled to get fights their whole careers because they didn't have any of the U.S. connections. So I, I was lucky to, to be able to go down there and fight for some some different shows. Any any favorite travel stories for kind of the the early days of the pro career? Um, man, a lot of those trips were super fun. Uh, like a, a lot of my amateur fights and my early pro fights were in Ohio, fighting for like the the smallest little shows and like these hick towns in Ohio. Um, one of my amateur fights was uh, it was at like a county fair, and I fought like out in front of the grandstands outside, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I weighed in on a bathroom scale on a piece of plywood that was like set outside on a dirt road. So it was all like wobbly and stuff. You could step on the scale and get a different number every time. Uh, that, was, that was pretty funny. That's great. Um, so obviously you start off, you go six and one to start off your career and you get probably what at that point had to feel like the biggest call of your career, right? Getting the mm-hmm. contender series fight against Brendan Allen. Mm-hmm. What, what lessons did you learn from that fight? And how was your first experience fighting with the UFC? Yeah, the experience is amazing, man. Like they, they treat you so well. Um, everything is planned out like so professionally, you know exactly where you got to be, what you go what like what you have to do at, at what point in the day um they put you in a nice hotel like they give you money for food um everything's just amazing so so it's great like like i said like fighting in some of those small ohio shows and then like working my way up to that point is pretty awesome um as far as learning experiences go uh like nothing super groundbreaking i know guys say like they lose a fight and it like completely changed their mentality or the way they trained or they went to a new whatever but uh Nothing crazy like that. Like a few like skill set things, like a um, couple mistakes I made in the fight. We kind of patched that stuff up. Um, other than that, not much. I mean, uh, like feeling that UFC experience was big. Uh, I think having that taken away from me made me a bit hungrier for it. Um, but yeah, nothing, uh, nothing like super groundbreaking from that. And when when that happens, right? Obviously, you've only tasted defeat twice in your career. Um, do you pay a little extra attention to that guy and what he does, especially someone like Alan, who's now you know having some success in the UFC? Do, do you look at that? And, and what does that kind of do for you from a, a mental standpoint to see a guy like that have success who you've been in the cage with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's super important. Like even even the guys that I beat, like you, you kind of keep an eye on them and, and you know what all the guys that you fought in the past are up to um but yeah to see him doing well is great um i said this in a bunch of interviews before like i got my ass kicked in that fight i was finished in the first round but uh like until i got caught with any yeah i felt like i felt like i was hanging with him and doing well and i felt like my skill set matched up with his so to see him uh, like run through his first couple usc opponents um yeah it makes me think I, i deserve to be there too all right, so um, since that fight, you've bounced back strong. You've got three wins in a row. Um, what what has been 
the key in your mind to just coming back strong after you know a, a loss like that on a big stage? Um, same same thing as before, man. I mean, like a like I said, I didn't really change anything drastically after that fight. Uh, before the fight, I was training like twice a day, every day, and I'm I'm still doing the same thing now. Um, and it had had got me pretty far in my career until that point, and I'm I'm still doing well with it. So, uh, yeah, if it's if it's not broken, don't fix it. All right, so you've got a middleweight title fight coming up with Colin Huckbuddy at CFFC 93. Um, what can we expect from this fight, and what do you know about your opponent? Um, yeah, he's a former contender series guy too. Um, same record as me, actually nine and two. Um, looks like he's got a, a decent submission game. Like I think five wins by arm triangle or something. Um, but that being said, uh, I, I think it's a great matchup for me. I mean, I think skill set for skill set. I should, uh, with all due respect, I think I should smoke this guy. To be honest, for sure. All right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the a day in the life. You know your life. So what what is it like to just be a full time fighter? And when did you make that transition to realizing like, hey, you know this is serious stuff. I need to only do this and only focus on this. And mm-hmm. talk about some of the traits in your mind that makes a strong fighter and a good fighter. Um, so I just started training like full time uh, right before my contender series fight. I think I had a like a, a part time job up until then, working like twenty twenty five hours a week. So I quit that and started training full time. Um, a day in the life, man. It's uh, it's nothing glamorous, that's for sure. I mean, it's it's literally like eat, sleep, train. Uh, I go to the gym in the morning, I come home, I eat, I take a nap, I eat some more, I go back to the gym at night, I eat, and I go back to bed. Um, like I read some books and I go for some walks. Like it's uh, it's nothing spectacular, that's for sure. Um, and that last question you asked, like what uh, what kind of traits? I think it's I think it's that. I think you got to be okay with uh, living a boring life. I think a lot of guys come into this sport thinking it's going to be exciting and they're going to be doing tons of cool shit. And like their first few weeks training at the gym, it's it's fun, and then you realize that's it. There's there's nothing more exciting that comes. I mean, fighting is exciting, but like it's the same thing every day. There's nothing new. And I, I know exactly what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to wake up and go to the gym. I'm going to come home and rest, and then I'm going to go back to the gym at night, and, and that's it. What's What's the most positive change you've recognized in your game from being able to, you know, fully commit and and train full time, you know, and not have to, you know, go to a normal job and then drag yourself into the gym? Yeah, I think uh, it's probably just the rest. Um, I think I probably train roughly the same amount maybe i get in like a few more sessions a week now that i don't have to work um like i always found time for it then um but definitely a lot more time for rest now like i can nap during the day uh i get the better at a good time i don't have to wake up in the morning to commute or something like that um i think that's huge so aaron you alluded to it a bit earlier but what do you make of the current state of canadian mma you know you're saying it's it's hard to get fights and it's not necessarily where it once was in the in the heydays of your GSPs or even your Rory McDonald's. It seems like. What what do you think about it? And you know, kind of what what needs to change to kind of get back to that heyday? Um, yeah, it's it's dead right now. I mean, we we had a show uh, the last couple of years here in Ontario, the BTC Fight Promotions, and they were awesome. 
um, super good people there, and they held a bunch of shows, and and they are great to the fighters. Um, now, now the COVID shit like squashed everything. Um, the West Coast has a few shows. I, th- I think they're like doing okay out there. They have Rise, uh, and they have another one too. I think they have the V Promotions one. Um, but even that is like I don't know. It doesn't seem like it has a lot of traction or anything. Uh, but the issue here is like the Ontario Athletic Commission. They they charge the promotions. I don't know what the the exact amount is, but it's like forty thousand dollars or something, just flat rate, just to hire the commission to have a show. They make the medicals impossible for the fighters to get, um, and it just becomes like very difficult. So nobody wants to nobody wants to host these shows. So would you consider a move stateside, do you think, like as your career progresses? Or are you, are you going to be the, the guy who kind of resurrects it in Ontario? <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm going to be the guy exactly, but uh, <laughs> we have a solid gym that I'm training at right now. Um, Niagara Top Team uh, here in, in Thorold near Niagara Falls. We have, uh, we have a few fighters that I think are like right on the, the cusp of the UFC level. Um, me, my teammate uh, Anthony Romero, and, and Jasmine Jazdevicious. Um, she's signed to CFFC as well. She's fighting the same night as me. Romero, he won his fight on Contender Series. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, yeah. He did, he didn't get the call after that, and then he just had a fight recently, and he he won at LFA. Um, I think he'll get picked up by one of the big promotions soon for sure. Um, hopefully, this fight could be it for me, and then we have. Uh, maybe two, three UFC fighters uh, from the same gym in the near future. So I think it's looking good. Is your focus with this fight is I'm going to win this fight and I'm going straight to the UFC or will you look at other promotions? Are there other kind of major international opportunities that interest you? Um, honestly, I don't think of it a lot. I mean, like the, the goal is always UFC, but uh, no, you just take it one fight at a time. All I'm doing is, is training to get better and beat this next guy. So whatever happens, happens. Sure thing. And then what are, what are your goals? You know, if I, if I said to you, Aaron, Aaron outline for me, your perfect 2021, what does that look like for you from a career perspective, from a personal perspective? Talk to me about that. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect. 2021 would probably have to start with this, uh, COVID disease, being eradicated from the face of the earth that'd be a nice start uh so things could uh, get back to normal somewhat um i'd like to have three or four fights i would like to to be in the usc and and finally make a, a real paycheck on one of these fights sure thing i'm gonna give you a few quick hitter questions and then we'll uh we'll look to get you out of here aaron sure. um who are kind of your favorite fighters or athletes who inspired you and, and you know, were some people who you either like growing up or people mm-hmm. who you even like watching now? Um, favorite fighters growing up were BJ Penn and Anderson Silva. Sure. Sure. Any, any other athletes or any other sports that you liked that were kind of inspirational um, in this journey? I was a big Tai Domi fan as a kid. I don't know yeah. how much impact I had on my career. I guess he was a scrappy guy. Maybe maybe that played a part. But uh, yeah, I was a big Tai Domi guy when I was young. Um, what do you think is the biggest problem with modern MMA? And what would you do to change it? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, it's a problem and it's also... 
kind of a blessing in disguise, but I think this uh, kind of like WWF approach they've taken where it's not like who's the best fighter, it's like who talks the most trash or who has the most followers or, um, I mean, you have like CM Punk coming in with like zero MMA background and getting fights. Uh, but it's obviously brought a lot more money to the sport, too. So uh, it's kind of bittersweet. Aaron, you don't strike me as a big trash talker. Is that fair to say? No, definitely not. <laughs> All right, Aaron, uh, I, I got okay. one for you here. Um, okay. Sorry, but what, what is the best advice you've ever received um, about MMA or just life in general? Because if you're going to be dumb, at least be careful. I think that's what it's just every time he sees me. I think that's that's pretty good advice. That's a good one. All right, Billy, you got one more? Are you good? Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, look, Aaron, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Any shout outs and then tell people where they can find you and where they can watch you fight. Yeah, um, thanks to you guys for, for having me on the show. Shout out to you guys. Um, all my all my training partners and coaches uh, at Niagara Top Team. Um, shout out to CFFC for, uh, for giving me this opportunity for this next fight. It's going to be March 12th on Fight Pass. Um, and then on social media, I'm everywhere at AAJMMA. And Aaron, we're, we'd love to get you on the show, you know, after this, uh, after this fight. And, you know, when we start talking about you getting big contracts, major promotions, we'll do the interview with the CFFC belt in the background. And, um, you know, I think this will this will be great, uh, you know, having you on the show as kind of our recurring uh, face of Canadian MMA here. Yeah, I'm down for sure. Let's do it. Texas Trees is the premier tree care company in the DFW area. Whether you need basic maintenance or specialized services, when it comes to trees, we've got you covered. Pruning, chipping, bracing, and cabling, even root barriers and disease control, we do it all. And if you aren't sure what you need, we have certified arborists on staff to point you in the right direction. Visit us at NorthTexasTrees.net. That's NorthTexasTrees.net. Thanks for listening to Parker's MMA Show. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and visit ParkerKeen'sMMAShow.Podbean.com for additional information on Parker and to stay up to date on the latest drama in the fight world. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out the show notes.